When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Depression is not a choice. It is a mental illness Speaking to the spouse that's not depressed, educate yourself. Understand what depression is. Understand how it makes your spouse feel. Understand the factors that contribute to the depression and maybe strategies that you can do to combat some of the symptoms or help them. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Hey friends, today this podcast is focused on depression. If you, a friend or a loved one, has ever fought with depression, you know it's something that you can't just blow off. Um, Depression is serious. It can kill you. So today we're going to hear from an expert that deals with this silent enemy all the time in her practice. So welcome, Beth Baus. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is really an honor, and I mean that. Well, Beth, uh, for those who don't know who she is, she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She has a private practice in Riverside, California called Our Healthy Families. Um, She's also the author of six books, and she's our very dear friend and colleague. Um, She's an expert. We're so thankful that she's going to be sharing with us uh, her insight and her experience working with clients who are depressed, and then also the families, the supporting people, the spouses. Mm -hmm. So we're in for a treat. So uh, maybe we can get this started off by um, maybe just a definition So we're kind of on the same page of what depression is. Okay. I think that's a great start. Um, First, let me explain that depression is a mental illness. True depression is a mental illness. It affects, believe it or not, about 15 million adults in the United States every single year. 15 million adults. The interesting thing about depression is that it looks different depending on the individual. Mm. 
Okay. When you say about a definition, Mm -hmm. that can be difficult because different side effects, different symptoms for different people. But let me give you some of the generalities. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sadness. Now, this is more than just getting up and you're just in a funk. Mm -hmm. This is more than that. Okay. This is a a true sadness feeling almost like you're in a black hole Mm -hmm. and you can't get out. There's hopelessness. Another symptom, Mm -hmm. a lack of energy, just not able to get out of bed. Okay. Um, A loss of interest in like normal activities. So you normally like to go to work or you normally like to go outside and work in the garden or you normally like to go bicycle riding. But when you have depression, you lose all interest. Mm -hmm. Another one that people don't realize is people that are depressed have difficulties concentrating. It's like their short-term memory, just they just lose it. Yeah. Things like problems eating and sleeping, either too much or too little. And then sometimes with some people that are depressed, they have thoughts of suicide. All right. All these symptoms, and these are only some of the symptoms, they have a significant impact on the life, not only of the sufferer, but on the family members, the children and the spouse, which is something that we want to focus on today. Absolutely. And we are going to be focusing on marriage specifically and how depression can affect a marriage. Mm -hmm. But just so that we have a broad perspective of depression, um, can you talk about how depression might look different in children versus adults? Well, um, we have to remember that with children, a lot of times they don't have the words to express. Mm-hmm. So they can't express, they're not going to most likely come up to you and say, mom, I'm really feeling depressed. Right. What right. they might do is not do their homework mm-hmm. or not be able to focus on their schoolwork mm-hmm. or maybe um, not want to get out of bed, mm-hmm. not want to play, not want to eat. Things like that. There's other things. There's aggression that happens with children. Yeah. Because they feel depressed, they become angry and frustrated easily. Mm -hmm. So they may act out Mm -hmm. and it all might be depression. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that just so that people kind of get a a broad perspective of what depression might look like. So um, can you tell us from the clients you've worked with, how do they describe their own experience when folks are depressed or it's affecting the marriage? How, what are some, like, some reports that people have made to you? Well, I think that um, it's really kind of interesting, but a lot of times people don't come in and say that they're depressed. Mm-hmm. So and especially when you see a couple. Right. They'll come in and they're arguing or the husband or wife is frustrated because the wife, he says, is being lazy. She doesn't want she goes to work and she comes home and she goes right to bed. Or maybe there's intimacy issues and isolation issues where she's trying to receive affection, spend time with her husband and her husband is rejecting her. Mm-hmm. So she might see it for other reasons when really it could be that he's just depressed or she's just depressed. And so, and a lot of times with couples, what they'll do is they'll take it personal. So he's rejecting me, but it has to do with, he doesn't love me anymore. He must be having an affair. Uh, Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. When it's not an affair, 
he's just depressed. Mm -hmm. Okay, for whatever reasons. And there's all kinds of causes for depression. Can you talk about that? Yeah. What, what, yeah, what do you I see? think it's important because it's a complex disease. It, it really is. Right. And you know what the interesting thing? People think it's so black and white. And so sometimes, sometimes, and, and I'm just going to say it, you know, sometimes when we hear preach, you can almost get the feeling that depression is black or white. It's this or this, right? It's not. Nobody even really knows what causes it. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And it can occur because of a variety of reasons. For example, a person can become depressed because they have a loved one that dies. Right. So situational. And this is be mm -hmm. absolutely situational. It could be physiological. It could be a chronic disease. Did you know that a lot of cancer patients experience depression, which is one of the reasons they even go in for an evaluation mm, yeah. because they're depressed and what they find out is it's a physiological thing. They have cancer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when your Genetics. body's at, so when your body's out of whack or it's fighting something off, it's easy Absolutely. for your mind to be affected. Hey friends, we'll be right back to our interview, but one quick note. If you love what you're listening to, you might also enjoy going through our card decks that we designed to help couples stay connected and in each other's world. So there's Foundations, which is our starter deck, and it's all about boosting your communication skills. And then there's Sexpectations, which is all about spicing up your intimate connection. And then there's Realizations, which is a deck for all couples, but especially dating or engaged couples who want to see how well they really know each other. So grab a deck or two, or three, by heading over to our website, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com slash cards. All right, back to the show. Mm -hmm. I actually had a man that, wonderful man, had a wonderful thriving business, a real man's man, very together, plummeted into depression. Mm. Why? His yeah. thyroid mm. was imbalanced. For the first time in his life, he had a thyroid problem. Mm. When he went in, because normally I'm going to send somebody for a full physical first. Okay. Okay. So this is a good first step. This is a this is the absolute first step. Get a full physical. So I had a client one time. She was on medication. Uh, she the medication wasn't working. Mm -hmm. um, she was being treated for depression and anxiety. Sent her into the doctors. Got a full workup. So we ended up putting her on a cream that okay. raised up. Her hormones, it rebalanced them. Mm -hmm. Then she was able to get off her medication. She was not depressed. It was her hormones. Mm -hmm. Some of the other causes are things like genetics. Did you know that depression runs in families? It can be a, a genetic thing. Yeah. There's medications that people take that can cause it gives them a higher risk of depression, like mm -hmm. some of the uh, and some of the acne medications. Ah, yep, yep. Acne medications they they can give a person depression. Uh, also, some of the blood pressure medications. There's a lot of people on blood pressure medication, mm. and a lot of people don't realize that when they're taking that medication, for some, and they're actually linked to depression. Mm -hmm. And so, something to think about. Another thing too are things like trauma, mm -hmm. physical, emotional, sexual abuse, Yeah, you know, illicit drugs. Mm -hmm. I had a client come in, major anxiety and depression. And actually, I was just talking to my husband about this yesterday. 
I am noticing a link, a link between clients that are lactose intolerant, that are working in these big warehouses like Amazon, Mm -hmm. that are becoming very depressed. I am sending them to the doctors and it is stemming from a lack of vitamin D. Wow. Yep. The lactose intolerance, the inside the buildings for 12 and 13 and 14 hours, they go home, they get on their computers, they're not going outside. I'm noticing a major link, Mm. vitamin D deficiency. Wow. Yeah, makes sense. Recently listened to uh, someone talking about that exact thing that most Americans are vitamin D deficient. I actually talked to a doctor Mm -hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. that, that said that very thing that everyone should be taking a vitamin D supplement because we're not outside as much as, um, as much as we were in the past yeah. historically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is you get vitamin D from, um, green leafy vegetables mm-hmm. yeah. and you get vitamin D from, uh, you know, drinking milk mm-hmm. and really all it takes is 20 minutes to go outside. So yeah. personally, I'd rather do the green leafy vegetables and go outside for 20 minutes sure. than take something that's synthetic. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. know, personally. So, I mean, my, I say get outside for 20 minutes, take yes. a walk every single day good. And, and walking and is, you're going to be good. Aside from it's the so vitamin D, you. you get the bilateral stimulation of the brain when you're walking and, and yeah, that's your serotonin levels, your dopamine levels, your happy drug. Absolutely. Yes. So yeah. there's so many benefits to those things. So can you talk a little bit, Beth, about um, the responses that we hear in the church sometimes when someone's depressed? If someone has never experienced depression, they often can't empathize and and they will spiritualize it and and just tell them to get over it and pray about it. Um, Can you talk about what you might, how you might guide someone with that opinion? Depression isn't always a spiritual issue. Mm -hmm. We have to remember that the devil can jump on any bandwagon. Yeah. Yes. It can be depression. It can be you have a bad hair day. It could be that you're just angry. It could be he can jump on any bandwagon. So we cannot associate depression with the devil or a lack of faith. Mm. So many, many times depression stems from something physiologically going wrong yes yes okay that is not a spiritual issue okay so what do we do for these people we pray for them right we tell them to go and get a physical to see if there's something physiologic that's my recommendation for pastors send them to the doctors and say you know what maybe have you thought about maybe there's something physically possibly wrong Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and send them to doctors to check on them and if that's not what it is, Mm -hmm. then maybe take the time to sit down and and talk to these people and try to figure out what exactly is going on, the core Mm -hmm. of the real problem. It could be that they're feeling depressed because when they were seven years old, they were molested by their father. Mm. And they have a seven-year-old child right now. There you go. And so it plummeted them into depression. There's reasons for these things. Mm -hmm. Pray absolutely. Mm. When does a counselor like you step in when do they when should they reach out to you for professional help um i think that they can always just reach out um even just to gain knowledge and maybe sometimes for some people 
they may just want to get an assessment. You know, so it could be that they want to get it. I had one the other day and the um, pastor uh, said that the person um, had lost. They were down to like 90 pounds. Mm. And the pastor said that the people said they were depressed. Okay, so as a professional, I'm going to know like, okay, they may be depressed, but it sounds to me like they have an eating disorder. And when I mentioned it to the pastor, he said, oh, yeah, too, they're not eating. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I would do an assessment. I don't treat people with eating disorders, but I would do an assessment and then I would refer them to someone who does. So it doesn't mean that you're going to contact someone and do like this huge therapy thing with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be that you're just getting an assessment. Nice. That's good. Okay. And I like how you said, okay, so the first step go and get a complete physical. Mm-hmm. How about... Uh, right. Seek treatment. Right. Yeah. How about for the person, say, you know, I've noticed my a lot of the si- symptoms, the spouse, my spouse is showing, you know, like lack of interest in stuff and just feeling sad and mm-hmm. stuff like that. How would we go about saying, let you know, let's think about finding someone to talk to, you know, finding professional... You know, at what point do we do that? Well, I think that if you're concerned, um, you should do that. I think it's okay to uh, openly talk to your spouse kindly and compassionately. Okay, uh, kindly and compassionate. That it's it's about presentation. It's like I can give you medicine that tastes like um, coal, and you're not going to take it. If I can give you medicine that tastes like grape, and you're going to love it. Mm. Okay. So as a spouse, you want to talk to them without putting them on the defense and explain to them a little bit about some of the symptoms that you notice um, that are affecting their family. Yeah. And then help them seek the treatment that they need to seek. So you got to remember too with this as a spouse, and I'm talking to the spouses that have spouses with depression. Depression is not a choice. It is a mental illness. It requires treatment. One of the things that you can do is help your spouse make a doctor's appointment for them, help take them down there, find them a counselor that specializes in depression, and go with them. Excellent. Be supportive. So yes. that's one way you can do that. Another thing that you can do, what can we do about it? What can we do if we're spouses and our Husbands or wives are depressed. Another thing you can do, and I'm speaking to the spouse that's not depressed, educate yourself. Okay? Understand what depression is. Understand how it makes your spouse feel. Understand the factors that contribute to the depression. And maybe strategies that you can do to combat some of the symptoms or help them. Okay? Also, let your, your spouse know that you're willing to help them. Another thing in... Carissa, you brought a good thing up with the kids is maybe even age appropriately talking and educating your children as well. Good. Yes. Because children will think that dad is mad and upset or mom is mad and upset because of me. Right. Because of something I did. It's I was my too fault. loud. Yeah. I got that C at school, whatever. It will help them feel better if they have a better understanding of what depression is and why 
the spouse is acting this way. Okay. Another one, if you don't mind, I'm going to add Please. two more things to that yeah, yes. about how to, um, what to do uh, for the spouse. The other thing is it is imperative for you as the spouse of the depressed individual to remember that this is not about you. Yes. Okay? Talk about that. Yeah. 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 It's hard sometimes when you're a spouse not to personalize someone else's depression. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you feel angry, you might feel rejected, you might feel resentment. Um, all those emotions that you feel when your spouse is depressed is absolutely 100% normal. Mm -hmm. Know and understand that's normal. Okay. Remind yourself that their suffering doesn't have anything to do with you. Let me also tell you one other thing on the other end. You cannot help somebody that doesn't want help. When they're ready for help, you're there with all the resources. Mm -hmm. It can also be helpful for the spouse that's not depressed and for their family to get some counseling, mm -hmm. to learn how to maintain their happiness mm -hmm. as they're working with their spouse through the depression. That's mm -hmm. good. I like that you say that because like you said, someone you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. Right. And so That's right. if you've done all the digging and you've been educated and you know what it is and still they're resistant, maybe you go get help, not for your mm -hmm. spouse, but just how, how you know, if you're lost in the process of trying to support them, but they're not wanting to be supported, they can get help and resources yeah. and, and work through the issues mm -hmm. themselves so they can better support their spouse when they're ready. It's important too for that uh, spouse that's not depressed, mm -hmm. uh, again, and it's right in line with this, but they need to know their limits. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is imperative that that spouse take good care of themselves. Yes. Because like I always say, you can only give what you have and what you have has got to be healthy. Mm -hmm. So it is okay. Do not feel guilty when your spouse is feeling depressed and you take a break and go get a massage or you go to the gym every day. Don't feel guilty about mm -hmm. it. You have got to keep yourself healthy so that you can keep the rest of the family right. healthy. Because that spouse could easily start to feel hopeless themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. we're never going to get through this. And there they start going down that spiral. Of, mm -hmm. It's my fault. It's my problem, but I'm tired. And so you can yeah. get burned out. Absolutely. And that doesn't help anything. Right. It affects a marriage in a big way this way. Mm -hmm. Yes. You mentioned, uh, do not feel guilty. And that made me think, what are some other do nots? Like we've mentioned a lot of things to do to help. Um, but what should people think about not doing? Don't tell your spouse just to pray about it. Okay. Don't make them feel like healing could come if they would only trust God more. Okay. Because then we make it, if you're a depressed person, then all of a sudden you've made it now a spiritual issue. And this is about me and God and God hates me. And because he's obviously there's some sin I'm doing that's creating this depression. And yeah. it very well could be your thyroid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you just haven't given okay. your thyroid to God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The other thing, another don't is don't make him feel guilty for the impact that the illness is having on your family. So none of this, well, if it wasn't for you, 
If you just get out of bed, then our kids wouldn't be so depressed or angry or, okay, that doesn't help nothing. Yeah. Another yeah. thing is to blame or criticize them. Hmm. Another thing don't do is to imply maybe that they need help because they're weak. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because they're probably already Another feeling th- weak, right? Oh, they are. Yeah. They, a lot of times they don't even, I've had clients, they don't even know what's going on. They're in a dark hole and they can't get out. Yeah. They right. don't understand. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. Another thing is to expect if and when they get on medication for depression, expect that that's going to solve everything. Right. Can you talk a little bit about medication? Because I think probably people have that question in the back of their minds, how to approach that, if it's okay, and how much is okay? Well, I think that it depends on the person. Mm -hmm. And you got to remember, there's a lot of medication out there uh, that works for depression. Um, Normally, it takes two two weeks to 30 days for medication to actually get in their system. I always suggest, if at all possible, if you're suffering with depression, not to go to your um, normal physician, but to go to a psychiatrist. And the reason why I say that is because it would be like me going, having cancer and going to my uh, practitioner to treat my cancer. I need a specialist. Yes, yes. And so psychiatrists specialize in medications for depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Some people need medication. Okay. I say it's the last resort. Good. Because I believe in holistic medications as well. Things like exercise. So these are the things to do, right? This is, this is what you. These are some of the things to do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Could you walk us. Could could you walk us through maybe, maybe like a sneak peek into your treatment, uh, the typical, right? Because when we say treatment, that that's so broad because every single person is different. Is but maybe the typical steps that you start assessing and looking at like, okay, here are some things that we could do to start working toward being healthy again. Okay. Yeah. And that's fair. And again, you're right. It's very general. And it just depends on the person and the situation, okay, and why they're depressed, all right? Well, let's just say a person comes in, and um, like that young man I was telling you about that was suffering uh, with depression and anxiety, he Mm -hmm. he literally was so bad that he couldn't even leave his house Mm -hmm. any longer. His elderly parents brought him to my office, Mm -hmm. okay? This is like a 32-year-old, Wow. okay? Young man. All right. First thing, as he's telling me the story, I'm listening. I realize that it sounds like there's a physical deficiency here somewhere. Mm. And as I'm piecing together, he works in a warehouse. I ask him, are you lactose intolerant? Yes. We go down that line. I send him for a full physical. Okay. It comes back, yes, extremely low vitamin D deficiency. Hmm. They put him on vitamin D tablets along with medication to help raise those serotonin levels back up. Mm-hmm. That's only temporary. People think that you're taking medication forever. No, sometimes you're only taking it temporary. 
for this young man, it was temporary until we could get him functioning. Mm -hmm. Then we did a goal chart, some goals that we were trying to reach, like getting outside. At first, it was riding his bike down the street. Good. Then it was yeah. around the block. So it's starting really small. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Getting some exercise outside. Mm -hmm. Starting exercise inside also as well. Because he was he had such a fear of going outside. Okay. Now, this was an absolutely normal young man that became like this mm. for absolutely no reason. You know, any reason that people could pinpoint. Right. There was no deaths. There was no nothing like that. Right. Okay, so then after we do that, I'm going to educate along the way. Mm -hmm. I'm educating him on what depression and anxiety is. Okay, along the way, I'm hearing stories because I'm trying to understand if this is what we're looking at. Even though it's clear it's a vitamin D deficiency, I have to make sure there's nothing else going on. Mm. Okay. Okay, so journaling is another thing. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone, I recommend that they take a natural vitamin, food-based multivitamin mm -hmm. for women and men because the way we eat today, and I always say make it nature-based, not synthetic. And so we get everyone on a vitamin. Then we talk about how to eat right. That's not meaning you can't go out and have a hamburger and french fries or anything like that. But it means that are you getting enough vegetables? Are you getting enough fruit? Are you getting enough protein? Right, mm -hmm. right. Good. Okay, so you see what we're looking at? We're going to work with the mind. We're going to work with the body. And then sometimes we're going to work on some of the spiritual stuff because spiritual stuff comes up. Like, I feel guilty for taking the medicine. I don't, you know, all these things. Yeah. Mm. Does, is God rejecting me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have to deal in those levels. Mm. So good. I love the holistic approach to treatment. Me too, because that's really the best way to do it. It's not just putting a Band-Aid on, oh, here, you know, fix this symptom. Mm -hmm. it, it's really going down to the root as well because mm -hmm. it's ho that's holistic right. and, and kind of uprooting it, you know, pulling out the things that have lodged themselves that are causing the the turmoil inside the person. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and the turmoil can cause, it could be because of the vitamin D deficiencies. Now we've got into all this kind of turmoil. Right. We've got relational issues now because people think we're nuts mm -hmm. and we have spiritual issues now. So all those things. So they all have to be dealt with. And then yeah. I, I guess just kind of going with that. Yeah. If, if people think you're nuts, then you're dealing with the thought processes that are tearing the person up inside mm -hmm. And you have to deal with that because that yeah. causes more anxiety. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So, mm -hmm. and some of that is really actually fairly easy because you're normalizing. And once people understand what's going on, that some of that other stuff just kind of goes away. Can you talk a little bit about um, the episodic nature of depression in that they might heal from this episode and, you know, they're being treated holistically um, but letting them know how and when they might experience another episode. Can you talk about that a little bit? Some people experience another episode and other people don't. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it comes down to what the depression is about. But then it could be that maybe they experience an episode because they've had two or three family members die in a row. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then they don't have anyone die for several years. And then they have this person that they absolutely love die and it throws them back for those three. Mm-hmm. So they could have a second episode. Yep. Again, a reason why it's so important to educate, educate, educate. Yes. I think we talked a little bit about the don'ts, but if you don't mind, can I just give you a little bit about the do's? Please. Yes. <laughs> just because I think it's so important. Yes. One of the, Okay. So you're the spouse that has a spouse that's depressed. What do you do? Well, one of the things you do do is you want to pray fervently for them. Yes. And for your family. Mm -hmm. Okay. You might want to share some really great scriptures with them. Mm -hmm. You do not want to cram scripture down their throat. (laughs) Right. Right. You want to help them see that the family really needs them to get better. Give them a reason to live. It's good. Be a good listener. You know, validate their feelings and emotions. Listen, not to answer. Listen, just to listen. You don't have to have an answer. Okay. Seek help for yourself. We talked about that. Encourage them to consider medication if that's what the doctors are saying that they need. Did you know that research shows that 80% of people that suffer with depressive disorders are treated successfully with medication? Mm. 80%. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is you want to show affection. Encourage them to get out and do things. Don't push them. Even if it means just sitting out in the backyard holding hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So those are some of the things that you can do. You can talk to your pastor Mm -hmm. and maybe he can send some people over to just encourage or to call your husband or your wife or Mm -hmm. just so that people know that they're loved. That's so good because I I find that generally they've isolated themselves. Right. I I see that Mm -hmm. pattern over and over that they have Mm -hmm. fewer friends around them or their friends just aren't aware of what's going on. They're, they haven't welcomed them into that part of their life. Yeah, it could very well be. Um, sometimes you've got so much going on in your head and you're feeling so sad that I hear people that are depressed say, well, I don't want to be around people because I don't want to make them sad. Yeah. Yep. Very common. Yes. So um, that can be an issue as well. Before we shift to kind of uh, conclude here and get some resources from you, let's ask one last question in light of the current pandemic. Um, how have you seen COVID-19 affecting your clients in terms of depression? I, I think um, I'm not seeing depression as much as I'm seeing anxiety, mm, okay. even though sometimes the two can correlate. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or integrate. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see a lot of anxiety and it's because of job losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are fearful because they don't know if they're going to have a job. Those ones that have kept the jobs, there's been a lot of people laid off. Mm-hmm. Just the instability of our society today, it's causing a lot of anxiety. Again, sure. it correlates with depression because you don't know what's going to happen next. Right. Right. Yep. You've talked a lot on here about educating yourself, and I know you have some resources uh, personally, but could you share with us, what would you suggest someone, where should someone start when they're looking to educate themselves, whether that be books or online material or 
where should they look? Well, I think online material can be really good and handy. You just have to be careful mm-hmm. because some online material isn't accurate. Mm-hmm. And so you can't believe everything that you read. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, usually if you're going to read something, I, I'm usually going to go right to the Mayo Clinic and read what they have to say because it's, it's pretty much online. Yeah. I mean, on, on, uh, on the spot. So, so Mayo, um, I think it's mayoclinic.com, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mayoclinic.com. I actually like their stuff. It's simplistic. They go into the stuff. They, they do the treatments. They do the types of medications. They do uh, symptoms, definitions. It's just a really clear, easy look right. at it. Okay? It's to the point. Um, it is. And I'm like that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, Tell me, you know. Yes. Okay. So let me give you three books, though. I think that might be helpful. One is it's called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. Mm -hmm. Finding Unexpected Strengths When Disappointments Leave You Shattered. Mm -hmm. Good book. Lisa Turker's book, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's not supposed to be this way. The other one is called Hope Prevails. Mm -hmm. It's actually... The, the subtitle is Insights from a Doctor's Personal Journey Through Depression. Hmm. Okay. And it's okay. doctor, and the last name is spelled B-E-N-G-T-S-O-N. Okay. Thanks. Hope Thanks. prevails. Okay. Another one is I Want to Change My Life. Hmm. How to Overcome Anxiety, Depression, and Addictions. Nice. And it's written by Stephen M. E L E M I S. Okay. Those are three good books to kind of start off. Oh, the other one too, I just wanted to mention too, if you just uh, focus on the family has some great stuff. Mm -hmm. So get on focus on the family. They actually have something that's called when your spouse is depressed. Okay. Yeah. Read that article. It's very, very helpful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll link that here in the show notes as well. Oh, good, because that one is really good. Didn't you write uh, something on depression for pastors or as a handbook? You, you know what I have? What what I have is I have a guidebook for ministers and pastors yep. and lay counselors. And the reason why I wrote that was because I had multiple pastors contacting me and saying, Beth, what do I tell them other than I'll help you pray about it? Right. Mm-hmm. Good. And so... I actually wrote some real practical things that they could do mm-hmm. in a church setting. And um, I gave them some definitions. I gave them some scriptures that go with it that they can use. I gave them some resources mm-hmm. that they can recommend. It's a guide and it, it's for pastors and ministers called Christian Counseling. Excellent. Great. Yeah, we have that book here on our shelf. We will link it in the show notes as well. Very good. Yeah, um, it's very helpful. Another book that Beth has, not specifically having to do with depression, but for those who don't know, she has a book on marriage and we're going to link that one in our show notes too. And you know what? That one I have to reread and, and, and kind of tweak a little bit and all that kind of stuff. I just wrote that book. I've been married for 38 years. 38 wow. years. And um, 38 years. And, um, you know, I just wrote stuff. I think it was like 20 things that worked for us. Nice. I and they're it. just, it's a very, very, very practical book. It's mm-hmm. just practical. Yes. But I'm really practical. Yeah. It's that <laughs> tell me what to do and tell me what not to do. <laughs> I think a lot of us are like that. Yes. Yeah, it. it's an easy read too. 
I've had pastors tell me it is so practical. They love it. Yes. A lot of marriage books are very, I found them to be very um, cumbersome. Mm -hmm. And they go into diagrams and and all this stuff. And um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just not a diagram person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are going to definitely share these resources uh, in the show notes before we transition to our dear young married couple letter uh, for folks who are listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to rate and review it. It really helps the podcast reach many more couples. So we really appreciate that. On to our dear young married couple letter. So, Beth, mm-hmm. if you can rewind to the first few years of your marriage, you said you've been married 38 years. Um, think back and think about the advice that you wish you would have received and then fill in the blank. Dear young married couple. Dear young, there's so many things. I mean, I need like a whole entire podcast. <laughs> um, but dear young married couple, don't ever forget to laugh together every single day. My husband and I honestly laugh throughout. We just make jokes and we just do dumb stuff and we just crack up over some of the stuff we read. We literally (laughs) enjoy each other's company. That's awesome. And if someone could have told me that way on, things would have been so much better. Maybe I wouldn't have focused so much on some of the piddly things. Mm -hmm. Yep. So enjoy your marriage. Good. Yeah. Enjoy your marriage. Laugh. You know? Yeah. Don't be such a wet blanket. (laughs) Oh, who wants to be around that? Yes. Yes. Who wants to be around that? Laugh, have a good time. And just again, enjoy the journey. Yes. Really. Awesome. It's been a great journey. Well, thank you. And it's been a great podcast. Yes. Thank you. We really appreciate you being willing to talk about this. And giving these, you know, giving people resources. Um, so it's been a pleasure. Thank you. So for those who want to get in contact with Beth, um, you can go to her website, www.ourhealthyfamilies.org. And we will link that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much, Beth. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you thank for all you. you're doing. I love it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.